In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. I heard a story recently about a family in deep tension. As Thanksgiving is just passed, maybe this is relevant in some of your circles. It's hard when we get family together. We laugh, and yet there's truth in this. And it reminds us that prayer prepares us for what comes next. Prayer prepares us for where we are called, how we are challenged, how we are welcomed, and when we are surprised. So I heard this story about a family, Rachel and Dan, are married and have been so for more than a decade. They have children who are elementary school aged. And Dan recently announced that he wants out. And Rachel feels blindsided. And in these stories, we know that there are always two sides and there, it is more complex than this. And yet they both feel hurt and broken they seek counseling separately and as a couple. And Rachel's mom, Alice, lives out of state. And she prays along with Rachel. Alice reminds her daughter, Rachel, to take it day by day because they are uncertain of what will happen and what the outcome shall be. Their most recent prayer is that someone will talk to Dan and get through to him to open his eyes. Someone he trusts who will listen. Please, God, they pray. Please, God, send someone to talk to Dan. So during Thanksgiving week, Grandmother Alice keeps the kids for a few days at her house in Georgia. And Dan called to check in on his kids. And Alice had just gotten off of the phone with Rachel. They had been talking about how they really were praying for someone to talk to Dan. And when she answered that phone and Dan was on the other end of the telephone, she took a breath and thought, oh. And so when he asked to speak to the kids, she said, of course, I'll get them in just a second. Dan, I really need to talk to you about something. And she tells her son-in-law how much she loves him, more than he probably will ever know she loves him. And then she says, I want you to be happy, really happy. And I also want my grandkids, your kids, to be happy. I love them and I don't want them to be hurt like you were hurt by your parents' divorce when you were about this age. She sees his wounds and knows them all too well. She sees the consequences of that pain in his life and she tells him that she is continuing to pray for him. And there's silence on his end of the phone. And then he asks if he can speak to his kids. Alice and Rachel fervently prayed for help from God. 
And then Alice's phone rang. She got the call from Dan. She was that trusted person that she prayed Dan could talk to. She did not know she was praying for herself in that moment, and yet through prayer, Alice was prepared to speak truth in love. She was prepared by prayer for the surprise of that phone call. Author John O'Donohue writes of prayer as being a bridge between longing and belonging. Prayer is a bridge between longing and belonging. In his book, Eternal Echoes, he writes of the stillness and focus that comes from praying. And not just the fleeting prayer of, ooh, help me find a parking place, please, God. I'm running late to church. Prayer of moving our bodies, of sitting or kneeling intentionally so that we are physically and spiritually present with the divine. He says, prayer doesn't have to be formulaic. It's the stirring of one's soul in the presence of God. That's prayer, the stirring of your soul in the presence of God. And he goes further to explore prayer by saying that prayer is an acknowledgement of our frailty and inner poverty. You know those times when you say, I don't know what to do anymore. God, be with me. Be with my daughter who I love. Be with my coworker who is hurting. Because we gather ourselves before God's divine generosity. And prayer doesn't always have to be dour or somber. John O'Donohue says that prayer can bring us to spaces of delight and quiet joy, even humor and laughter. And maybe that, that laughter comes amid the chaos and imperfection of our lives. He continues in this exploration of prayer, saying that prayer can be this wild dance of the heart. Isn't that an interesting blend of this stillness and presence and yet a wild dance of the heart? How alive prayer can be. He also notes this. Prayer is never wasted, he says. Prayer refines you so that you may become worthy of your possibility and destiny. Prayer refines you so that you may become worthy of your possibility and destiny. And the irony of being here is that sometimes, he says, it is precisely what you want to avoid that brings you further towards creativity and compassion. Alice wanted to avoid having a hard conversation with her son-in-law. And yet through prayer, she was drawn in. God drew them together to speak truth and honesty. Advent is one of those times in our church year when we are reminded to do those spaces of slowing down, to reflect, to be open to prayer, to ready ourselves for what comes next.
to welcome the Savior Jesus. Not to just brush on past, oh yeah, Jesus, you're here, great. But to intentionally welcome Jesus. And though our mailboxes may have red and green bows on them already, or they're twinkling lights adorning trees and houses, it is not yet Christmas. I'm not ready yet. I don't know about you. But we also need to be a little bit more spiritually prepared until we get to Christmas. And our readings today point us to the ways that wise people, including the prophets that have come before us, share messages to train us and prepare us. And as our collect today says, to preach repentance and prepare the way for our salvation, for our salvation, for our safety in God's love and care. And in that we are called to confess our sins, to examine the spaces in which discord is blocking harmony, where discord is blocking the love in our hearts, in our relationships, in our community. Through Advent, we are called to prepare the way of the Lord and make that path straight, removing our selfish desires and turn our lives toward God, to allow the waters of baptism and the fires of the Holy Spirit to bring renewed purity to our very being, to refresh us, to reset us, so that as we hear in Isaiah that stump of what came, the stump of what came before that was cut down sprouts forth new growth. Isaiah wrote, a branch growing from the roots that will grow strong with the spirit of the Lord, with the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear or respect for the Lord. So that we are moved to pray as we breathe in and pray as we breathe out. And as someone told me this week, to breathe in the light of Christ and to breathe out the love of God. And in doing so, we share the proclamation of God's promise to all that will hear it, that Jesus was born, he lived, he died, and he rose again to reconcile all of us to God. And so join me as we slow down. Whether there's uncertainty or joy upon your heart today, let us slow down and share in this prayer-rich time. And in the words of the Apostle Paul's benediction at the end of our reading to Romans today, may the God of hope fill us all with the joy and peace in believing so that we may abound in hope by the power of the Spirit. Amen.